Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches and Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're so glad that you're taking the time to listen to this week's message. We hope that this teaching helps you love God and love people better every day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now enjoy today's teaching. Now today... We are we're we're, we're going to jump back into our series on what I know so far and and listen the 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 basic genesis of this series which genesis is where we're looking the beginning the basic beginning place of this series is as Tina and I went on this sabbatical I wanted to unpack what what would God say to us and and, and it was interesting to me I said I've said in earlier sermons that that it was interesting to me that God just brought us back to basics God brought us back to Him He brought us right back to where we started. And so, and so, you know, in the beginning, God, that's the first thing we learned. That's the first thing we began to understand. Family first, the first thing God did for, for Adam was God created a helper, Eve, to walk alongside him. So this community is important. But in the end, we have to understand that Adam and Eve fell. They, they lost their place in the garden because sin was, was well a disobedience of God is sin sin was their problem in Genesis and listen to me sin is still our problem today but what I want to bring us to today is the answer now I got to tell you when when I say I have the answer uh, a lot of people just want to turn me off automatically and and I get that I do I, I really understand that because because the world's problems seem so complex to us and they are complex there's a lot going on I mean when you're dealing with when you're dealing with abuse when you're de- dealing with uh, systemic uh, oppression when you're dealing with when you're dealing with death and 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 people stealing things and you're dealing with drug addictions and you're dealing you're dealing with hunger and poverty and and unfair financial Financial structures. When when you're dealing with all of that, man, it gets complicated. Layer on top of that, the the people that are that are that are hurting you, that are turning on you, that are treating you wrong. Layer on top of that, you know, our political system right now is 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 a mess. You know, everything around us just seems so complicated. And frankly, what we can do is we can decide that it's just time for us to turn it off and we just it's just too complicated I can't deal with it it's above my pay grade and we just move on and we just kind of live our lives we kind of wander and meander our way through life just believing maybe there's not an answer well the reason it feels that way is because that's where sin automatically takes you you need to understand that that, that sin is still the problem and the results of sin is always death Sin brings death. I want to show you something in Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, there's a short little verse that says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. This is after Adam and Eve realized they were naked. They tried to cover themselves up with leaves. And, and God showed them how to make actual clothes. As I read this, you need to understand that this chapter 3 of Genesis, verse 21, is the first instance of a living being dying. 
That doesn't mean that it's the first time it's happened. Maybe it is. I, I don't really know. But, but it's the first instance that the Bible talks to us about something dying. This animal that he made clothing out of its skin had to be killed. And so killing the animal and making clothes for them out of the skins of the animals, it, it, it is an indication. It's the first indication. Of, it's the first outflow of sin. Sin causes death. Sin brings death. In fact, I got to tell you, sin brings death in every area. Sin in, in the hearts of our neighbors brings death to our relationships our relationship with them. Sin in the hearts of family members can can break a family. Sin in the hearts of a politician or a political leader or a dictator can bring literal death to thousands. Sin brings death, and, and that's just the way it is. And the more that happens, the more complicated the world seems because the more painful the world seems and the more wrong the world seems. You say, well, but, 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 but Pastor, you said you had the answer. Well, I do. And the answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. And, and I have to tell you, when I say the answer is Jesus, I mean that on every conceivable level. I, I, you give me the question, and somehow in the person, the life, the sacrifice, the resurrection, the reigning of Jesus, there will be an answer to your question. Romans, I think, helps us a lot with this. And so, so I want to jump to Romans chapter 8 very quickly. In Romans chapter 8, in fact, we're going to spend the rest of our time in Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, there, there, is, this, there is this wonderful image of what God is doing. Now, you got to understand, this comes out of Romans chapter 7. And in Romans chapter 7, the Apostle Paul begins to talk about how he struggles with sin, the things I want to do, I don't do, the things I don't want to do, I do. And if I do the things I don't want to do, but don't do the things I want to do, then I have to understand that sin reigns within my body and that I don't have control. Sin is somehow causing me to do this. What? Who will deliver me from this body of sickness and death, he says. And then you get chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law itself was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. In other words, you know what he's really saying to us here? He's saying to us that it takes more than law to fix the problem of sin. It takes, I'm going to give you a word. It takes redemption. We must be redeemed. We must be bought out of sin. And buying us out of sin is what Jesus did when he went to the cross. Jesus paid the price for our sins and bought us out of sin so that we might live in righteousness in, in, a, in a forgiven state with him. You see, Jesus brings righteousness. Where sin brings death, Jesus brings a redemption to us that buys us out of the sin that is breaking us. Because look, so far what I've given you is evidences, statements, images, examples of other people's sins. But look, 
We each have our own sins in our lives that we have to deal with. We each have our moments that we have we have violated something God told us to do, or we have not done something God told us to do. And in doing so, we've hurt other people, we've hurt ourselves, we've made a mess of things. Sin in our own lives has to be bought back out. We have to be bought out of this sin we're in bondage to. And that's what Jesus does. You see, here's the thing. He says, he says, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. You cannot, Paul is the first one who says, you cannot legislate righteousness. You cannot legislate morality. You cannot legislate good behavior. You can't pass a law and all of a sudden people are, people are going to act better. This is one of the challenges in our society right now is something goes wrong. Somebody acts out in sin. It hurts us other people, and all the politicians know to do is create a new law. Well, a new law is not going to solve the problem. The problem is not in the law. The problem is in our motivation, and our motivation is to go against God and culture when, honestly, Jesus is the answer. If our motivation is toward him, then our situation, our lives, our, our decisions, our motivations are all going to be better. Why? Because they're going to be redeemed out of the brokenness and the sinfulness of the world we live in. Jesus redeems us. Jesus brings redemption. He goes on. Paul goes on in verse 5 and says, Those who live according to flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So while sin brings death, Jesus brings redemption, and in that redemption, he brings renewal. He brings a new way to think, a new way to see the world, a new way to be motivated, a new way to step forward, a new way to to respond and correspond with the people around you. Jesus gives us a renewal of ourselves. He shifts everything in us. You know, I I know people who just believe they're just bad. They just believe they're just bad people, and they just believe they're not able to be good. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus will redeem you. He will buy you out of that bad. He'll buy you out of the bad, and then he will renew you by changing your mind and changing the way you see the world around you. Jesus is still the answer because he brings redemption, and he brings renewal. While sin brings death, Jesus brings redemption. Jesus brings renewal, and then in verse 6 it says, The mind governed by the flesh is death. And, and listen, I can show you this over and over again in society. This, this, this uh, literally, this pandemic, if you will, of, of stress, anxiety, depression that's going on in our culture, it's because the mind governed by the flesh is death. We've got God out of our thought process, and our thought processes have just become darker and darker and darker and darker. We got to get something back into our thought process that redeems us, that's Jesus, that renews us, that's Jesus, and watch, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace and gives us peace. Jesus brings peace. He'll settle your mind. Okay, let, let, let me just say, let me just say, let me, let me do it this way. When, when, when we took off and we left, when Tina and I took off and left and, and went, went on our sabbatical, and one of the things I was processing, and, and all of us have to do this from time to time, you have to process, is, is this still what I want to do? Whatever you're doing, after you've done your career for 30-some years, you sometimes have to stop and say, is this still what I want to do? 
and 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 I'm a, don't 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 anybody freak out. But I kind of needed to do that. I kind of needed to process that. Is this still what I want to do? Is this still what I feel called to do? And I think again, when I say God brought us back to basics, I think what I began to I, I after disconnecting. I mean, we were so far away from everything. We were on the other side of the planet. We disconnected from news. We disconnected from uh, local events. We disconnected from everything you everything possibly we could. We disconnected from except for our family. And 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 in doing that, I was able to reconnect with the fact. That I remember why I did this. I remember why I do this. I do this, yes, because God called me to do this. That's true. And that's why I never quit. It's because I've always known God's called me to it. I've always known this is what he told me to do, right? But I also never quit because this is actually the answer. Jesus is actually the answer. We, look, we've established the fact We've had some of the best political leaders in the history of mankind in our country. And, and we can see political leaders that are incredibly good around the world. We've had, we, we have one of the best forms of government in the, in the history of mankind in this country. We, we, we've actually, through, through the way the U.S. has structured itself and, and the Western world has structured itself, we've brought a greater degree of peace and prosperity to the world than has ever been known in the history of mankind. And yet the world is still dark, and yet the world is still dangerous, and yet the world is still broken. So we've established the fact that there is no leader, no human leader, that can solve our problems. We've established the fact that there is no human form of government that can solve our problems. We've established the fact that there is no amount of money that can solve our problems because we see, we see wealthy people falling apart every day. But I can tell you that I've been in places where the government has completely failed. I've been in places where poverty is rampant. I've been in places where there's no safety or security. I've been in those places, and I've looked in the faces of men and women who know the peace of Jesus. And in the middle of complete chaos, in the middle of a, of a collapsed political system, in the middle of a collapsed government, in the middle of poverty, in the middle of trying to figure out how you're going to feed your children today, they find joy. Why? Because Jesus has redeemed them from the chaos that surrounds them. Jesus has renewed their minds, and they don't think, they don't have to focus on all the brokenness. They can focus instead on the goodness of God. Jesus has brought them peace. And that reminded me, this is why we do this. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I speak from my career as a pastor, but I, I just need to talk to you as a Christian, as a fellow believer. There is no message in the world more important than a two-word message. Jesus saves. Jesus saves men and women from their own brokenness. Jesus saves people from society's brokenness. Jesus saves people from depression. Jesus saves people from darkness. Jesus saves people. Jesus 
is the answer because Jesus saves and he's the only one who can. I mean, you, you, may, you may get involved in a political campaign and you should, but no political leader is going to solve this problem. You can't elect a person that will finally solve all of the world's problems. It, it's not going to happen because the world's problems are not rooted in a political structure. The world's problems are rooted in sin. We're surrounded by sin. And until we find a savior to take us from that sin, we're not going to find our way out. Jesus, y'all, Jesus is still the answer. Stack all this up. In the beginning, God. And he put family first. But then sin messed it all up and sin is still our problem. But Jesus came to redeem to buy us out of, to pay the price of that sin. And Jesus is still our answer today. Maybe today you need to finally surrender to the fact that Jesus is the answer. Maybe today you just need to settle into what feels like an overly simplistic statement. Jesus saves. Maybe today you need to let him be your savior. If that's you, what I want you to do is I want you to, I just want you to, three words, admit that you need him, believe that he can and will forgive your sins, and then commit your life to following him from this day forward. Not going to think about what's in the past. We're going to think from this day forward because he's going to renew your mind. He's going to redeem you because you asked him to. He's going to renew your mind because that's what he does. And that's going to bring you peace. Admit, believe, commit. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would speak to everyone, everyone that's hearing this message. Uh, Lord, Lord, we ask that you would draw us to yourself, that you would draw us to yourself as the answer that we need. Lord, it's, it does. It seems overly simplistic to our minds. It seems impossibly simple. And yet, Lord, this is going to be the answer. Because you came to redeem us all. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to admit that we need you. Lord, even in our unbelief, let us choose to believe that you can and will forgive us. And let us commit our lives to following you from today forward. Lord, redeem us. Lord, renew us. And, oh, Jesus, give us peace. And we'll give you praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every day. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Lastly, we just wanted to give a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this is possible. If you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, just click give for more information. We appreciate anything you can do to help. Thanks for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.